0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today we're going to cover the top five cameos in movies, uh, but before we get into that, just want to let you know that we're, we're a creative change here in the name of the podcast. We're changing it from the three dogs in a movie podcast to the jerks in the fourth row. It's kind of a nod back to our uh, line that was said in one of the first podcasts that we did. Um, so from here on out, we're going to be the jerks in the fourth row. Mookie will still make some appearances here and there, so don't, don't worry. Um, but uh, it's just great to be back. And I'm joined by my brother, co-host, co co-founder, Tim Daly, the Daug. What's going on, man? Ayo,
1: hot jambalaya.
0: Still in Town. I'm still here in Kittery. We're still under quarantine. But, you know, this is getting us through. We're, we're having a lot of fun with these, so... You'll hear us announce the four—I don't know—jerks in the fourth row from here on out. But uh, let's let's get into what we what we came here to talk about: the uh, top five cameos in movies. Um, And when Dog and I were putting this together, this was this was the brain brainchild of of the dog. I must admit. Uh, But when we're putting this together, we thought that this might just be a quick list that we could run through for maybe a little mini podcast. We're still trying to keep it short, but. We had a real trouble. We had trouble like finding an exact definition of what a cameo is. Um, so, Doug, I mean, at first we thought like, what, like that we were gonna do, you know? So a
1: cameo. So a cameo is like, it, kind of like in your gut. Like when you know it, you see it. Like what? Well, I, so so I thought. Right. Right. It's hard That's to different. define. So, all right, so we can all agree it's quick. It's, like, it's not a, a primary actor. It's uh, it, It's uh, It's usually a, a popular face, an A, B-list celebrity, an athlete, a musician, something like that, um, whose screen time only, uh, is only based around who they are outside of uh, whatever movie it's in. Right. So it's, like, it, it, it's only... So help me here. No, so it's not. It's not like
0: a. It's not someone who necessarily is fully into the plot. They can change the plot, but they're really only there for for a quick moment. And it's always a recognizable face too. So a cameo wouldn't just be some you know bartender X that you see on like Law and Order. It's okay. Yeah, that guy should be an A list celebrity or B list celebrity. He's here for a. He or she's here for a quick blip. And then that enhances the movie or the plot, but doesn't. They don't really dwell on them. They're not a major or even a minor character in, in the movie. Exactly,
1: their existence, They're existence or like who they are outside of the movie. It, them being in the movie is their only addition to the movie. So right. it's not supposed to be. Although, so Phil and I discussed beforehand whether they can um, affect the plot. So that was one of the initial things that we. So for our lists, you know, so we're we're discussing right now how we formulated our list and in the process we took um, and went about to to figure out what how our list was actually going to be narrowed down because a, a lot of the research we did um, going back to an old podcast we would do, so a lot of the research we did, is, so, some people consider Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder to be yeah. a great cameo, which we considered to him to be a support yeah.
0: role. And I, I think it's clearly not. I think you nailed it when you said it's just kind of a gut thing um, that hopefully later on in the podcast we're going to Talk about you know certain questions that we're going to ask ourselves to hopefully narrow down more of a definition. If not for ourselves, uh, then or if not for you know you guys listening, it'd be for ourselves to kind of wrap our heads around you know who's in who, who what performances are considered a, a uh, cameo. That that also being said, we have we don't know our others our each other's lists. You know we're going to go over our top five, so there could be some instances in there where I'm going to disagree with you, homie. That you know that you. You might say oh this this is a cameo i'm like no way and so we're leaving that open for our our top five lists and our 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 overall discussion
1: right so so basic parameters of our list though real quick so it is a high list celebrity it is a short amount of screen time and what else
0: and that they're a short amount of screen time and that they, no, no, I think you. I think you know that. I think that's the only thing that it's actually in a movie itself. So we're doing movies. Yeah, yeah. that's another. That's another. Just thing a movie. I so, um, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think other than that, we left it open for interpretation, and uh, and, yeah. and we'll get into it. So, um, okay. what I think, I think I went? Did I go first? I, I can't remember. Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking of a number of one through ten. <laughs> or One through five. One through five. One. Okay, you gotta go. You're going first. <laughs> that cool. could have been that's anything. Complete uh, that's complete bullshit. I just,
0: uh, just yeah, I know.
1: Okay, so number five, go
0: ahead. All right, all right. So I'm gonna start off with with my number five as Bob Saget in Half Baked.
1: Nice, nice. I came across so, that for
0: sure. So it was it was one that just I remember watching. This movie came out in 1998. I was in eighth grade, and Bob Saget. For those who haven't seen the movie is at an AA meeting or like a drug drug users anonymous meeting. And Dave Chappelle, who's the star of the show, gets up and says, you know, he's he's admitting his addiction to marijuana. Bob Saget, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes up. He goes, marijuana is not a drug. It's like, I suck dick for cocaine. I'm like, I like,
1: never suck dick for
0: cocaine. suck <laughs>
1: <laughs> dick for drag.
0: He's like, I seen him. There's someone else in the crowd saying, I seen him. And it was just the first time – it was such a shocking and awesome cameo because it was just the first time I'd seen Bob Saget in anything other than Full House and where he's yep. Danny Tanner, just like yeah, this just mild-mannered. Like. So sad, now like, in modern day, it might not as make, make as much sense or is shocking because we know he's kind of a pervert now. But in 1998, that was the first time I'd seen that side of any – even close to that side of Bob Saget. Um and he, they kind of just boo – the, the whole scene is funny too because they boo Dave Chappelle off the stage for not – You know, he's coming to them with like this, oh, I'm addicted to marijuana, and they just shun the hell out of him and boo him off the stage. So that, that's my yeah, first yeah, one.
1: That's a great one. That's also like the beginning of him. Like he did a stand-up where he was like talking about the Olsen twins. <clears throat> excuse me, Olsen twins. Yeah. And just like – so that was kind of like the – you're right, the first window in. And I think you bring uh, – in your initial first great choice uh, – uh, I definitely think. considered that. I mean, uh, one thing that you noted that I think is an important part of being a cameo is that it's kind of shocking. So the, the reveal. Yeah. I think it's super important. Um, and, like, all of a sudden you see him and that it's just like, oh, that's fucking Bob Saget.
0: Yeah. All right. So but shocking. Yeah. We're starting to get a little bit more of our definition. Mm. What do you well, know? Well, all right. So why don't you go with your fifth?
1: So my fifth. So I have I have backups too. I reserve the right to audible. Okay. If uh, so, I have a huge list. But my number five is is, is sorry. I, I, I hesitated because I'm literally i I have set I have eight in front of me and I'm scoping it. I'm scoping it kind of as I go. Do
0: what you do, homie. We got time. Okay.
1: Okay, number five, and this is one that brings up a little bit of debate too. Is Matt Damon in Interstellar Whoa. as Doctor Man?
0: Whoa! Okay, definitely so, came across. Definitely came across in my research, and I, um, yeah, and I and I agree that it's a cameo, though I think is, some people yeah, would. So, this is one he, he
1: obviously affects the plot. I mean, he's talked about throughout the entire movie. Uh, Doctor Man, it's his it's his program. Um, But I think again the reveal when they open up the the cryogenic sleep chamber and he, Matt Damon pops out. You're like, what the? Yeah,
0: (laughs) right. This is like this is like an hour two of the movie too. Like this is way way into the movie.
1: Uh, I I mean, and it was also so in this time. I think it was around 2000 and four five, five i didn't even look it up. What, 15, it, excuse me 14 15 yeah I right always. in there right in there yep i always do that um uh, and at the same time matt damon's doing the martian um so they actually had really similar suits yeah um, a lot of I matt know, damon there. in space so i also think you know this one doesn't necessarily uh highlight it but um Alright, so we're helping define the parameters of what can be... No, I think, it,
0: I think that goes along more with like what you said. It's the shock. It's the reveal. It's like he's, he's not in the movie for that long. I think, I think he ends up dying, right? Like,
1: weren't, you, weren't you thinking about the Martian when you like, were kind of watching this movie? Oh, of course.
0: Like, I, I, get, I get that scene where they're chasing each other around in, in space or whatever planet heavy planet they're on. I get scenes like that mixed up with the Martian all the time. So, right. so Matt Damon definitely fit in there. But it was still shocking to see him, McConaughey, reveal him at hour two. Like, oh my God, there's one of the top five most famous celebrities there are.
1: Right. And Matt Damon, and just to, before I be on, we get into the fourth one, goes, oh, by the way, we have no time frame today. We're just going to rip through him, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not doing a great job. But, let's see, but Matt Damon is also, he's kind of a cameo artist at this point. And, and Phil and I will talk about what we consider as cameo artists later on. Um, is he's been in a few and he was in Thor Ragnarok
0: no, but played. let's let's not go let's not go too far into this I'm just I'm right, just gonna I'm just put...
1: saying I'm just saying no, I'm,
0: I'm saying don't don't give too many examples of uh
1: oh, no, why not alright so it's alright fine that's it but that's the idea so that's my number five okay no, we, we okay go for number four go ahead alright
0: thank you no I just don't mm, I go don't on,
1: wanna
0: go on there okay alright my fourth is Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction as the wolf and uh, Nice, nice. So I'm gonna just spoil alert for the rest of my list. This is the only one that I had on here that's not in an action in a comedy, and we'll get into more of that later. But but I wanted to include one that had, a, had that wasn't a comedy, um, mainly because it, it was just so hard to find one. And when I did find this one or remember it, then it it just it just made all the sense. I think he's in the movie for maybe five minutes, but he comes in. As kind of a fix-it man He's kind of a gangster gangster, Gangster's gangster When you come into this thing He's helping Samuel L. Jackson Quentin Tarantino And uh, John Travolta Clean up this mess of uh, murder That they had committed on this kid um, You know, earlier before He comes in and and everyone's panicking He's calm He's in a tuxedo He's speaking in, you know A nice slow accent He's like, this is what you're gonna do and then all of a sudden, just at the end of the scene, he's gone and everything's fixed. At the time, he was probably more famous than he really was or than he is now. But when you see when I saw him come into Pulp Fiction, I was just like, oh, my God, like he's all right. He's here to stay. And then five minutes later, he's gone and, and he's served his purpose for the movie. And, it might
1: be my favorite role in the whole movie, I think, actually. Uh, yeah, I just he's smooth. He does it well. And I just like the way he talks. Like, you're right. He cleans it up quick. And it's like it's believable, kinda. Like yeah, just like yeah. the boy gets over that thing, like get your shit together. Yeah. Like treat respect me because I'm like anyways. When I was
0: when like I was re-watching joke. that scene, it, it was only two minutes and forty-five seconds, but I think YouTube kind of chopped it up. So Topsy's in there for five minutes. He does help with the plot, like we were toiling with before, but
1: No, I think we're past that. I mean Okay. we because I mean that's it's, it doesn't have to do with the plot it just has to do with the the impact and the screen time uh, I feel like
0: so I gotta say from here on out it gets kind of silly but that I really yeah. wanted to include that and I'll, I'll leave it up to you for your number 4
1: so my number 4 so I also had trouble staying away from comedic roles um, but I, I really dug, I didn't dig deep I just thought a lot about this the last couple of days um, but I find that a lot of comedic actors are even in the serious roles. So, my number four is Zach Galifianakis in Into the Wild. Um, he He's played, in that? I didn't he, know he was he in that. It. He, exactly. Um, that's one of my favorite parts of that. Um, so, he is um, when um, Alexander Supertramp is in the corner, yep. uh, is working with Vince Vaughn, who's em, also right, Emile um, Hirsch. considered I, I think a a cameo. I remember him. Um, yep. But Zach Galifianakis has his hat down uh, the entire time, has a big beard, has a, a either a dip in or a piece of hay in his mouth, and he teach them how, teaches him how to shoot. And and you, you, the fact that you don't know Zach Galifianakis, it shows his acting range. Um, I love that movie. Into the Wild is sweet. Um, it also a good good parable. Um,
0: how long would you say Zach Galifianakis is on the screen in that movie? Because really, I've seen that movie probably five times. I don't even remember total a minute.
1: total amount of screen time, I would say less than six minutes. Okay. Like, wow, so that's significant because, then. They're quick they're quick shots like him teaching, him teaching Emile Hirsch, uh, Alexander Chief Tramp how to um, shoot a gun real quick. Uh, they're in the bar. So, I mean, you know, that's I, I think that's also the beauty of... Where where I where I, again I tried to look at cameos as something different than a quick comedic thing because yeah. I think that's the easy way out. Um, yeah. Which is why my first two my first two are serious, but I like I'm gonna get a little silly there too. Me too. I mean so. it's easy.
0: It, it's not an easy out. They're just like yeah yeah they're they're the ones that. The, at least my last just, three. They, everyone's gonna know favorites. these. So we're, our list today is our favorites. Yeah, man. it's our favorites exactly. Even if even if it's well known and everyone knows it, and they're like crazy, whatever. Fuck it. I'm like this choosing, is this is our list, and it, that doesn't mean they're not. Are, I'm
1: choosing my favorite.
0: But and, and that doesn't mean they're not good either.
1: You know? Right. Exactly.
0: So, all right. Number three for me. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> probably in a movie that has a ton of laughs. This is probably the hardest I laughed in the entire movie was when Will Ferrell comes down the stairs as Chad Reinhold, Chaz Reinhold in Wedding Crashers.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: he's doing the fist pump. So to set the scene, I mean, everyone's seen the scene. He comes down in a bathrobe and all you see is his silhouette. The entire movie, they're talking about this guy who is a legendary wedding crasher, Chaz Reinhold. And then as soon as he steps into the light, it's Will Ferrell. (laughs) And this is Will Ferrell at his peak. Like, I think he... He had just he had just done old school. He was you know I mean he was fresh he was a couple years after SNL, but he was at the peak of his powers. Uh, yeah. If anyone, I should have seen it coming, but I did not see him.
1: Yeah, I think Anchorman came out right, right maybe a year or two before that. Like, yeah, he, he was on fire, and and, right,
0: and, like, and he stays on fire in that scene. He comes into into the living room. He's got this. Bathrobe he, on. he's just finished coming crashing a funeral, talking about funeral crashings. This chick come. This chick follows down after him. He's he's like crazy warning. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and then intermittently he's yelling into the back, into the kitchen for some
1: meatloaf. Mom, give me the meatloaf.
0: Fuck! I never know what she's doing back there. And ne- like he is just throwing a hundred miles an hour in the scene. And yeah. you're not even like the stun isn't wear off, and he's just throwing one liners. It is awesome. And then later he comes back into the movie uh, at you know when he's at a funeral, and then again at the wedding, and he's doing like this you know this fist pump thrusting like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, which yeah. I swear me and Crystal do do that like just in joke to ourselves like at least once a week. It's 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 so funny. Again, wicked mainstream, but I couldn't
1: leave it off my list. That honestly, I it's. It is one of my audible choices. So now I can't use one of my audible choices because it's it's my it's one of my favorites. And, and one time where I just burst out in laughter just looking at his face. It didn't really matter so much what he did in that scene, which you're right, he threw 100, 102 miles an hour. He It was just seeing his face initially. Yeah. What the fuck do you want? I think, <laughs> I think that was his, I'm pretty sure that's his first... Like, he steps over a skateboard or something like that and, like, is in the, uh, like, a kimono. Right? Oh, that's what it was. Not a bathroom, right. It's a kimono. Of course, he's, Will Ferrell is always willing to show some skin. And all he really needed to do is show his face and show his belly. And I was in. Yeah. I was sold.
0: Me too. But there was one of those roles, too. You go back and watch it. And I was, I was laughing so much in the first two minutes of, or one minute of his, you know, entrance onto the stage so to speak or entrance into the scene that I had to go back and actually like listen to the lights because he was funny during that alright what, what do you got for number 3
1: so my number 3 let's see I'm also again so I have to audible a little bit here um, but I got plenty of great backups that's that's the thing about cameos dude. there's oh, endle- endless. an endless list endless. So, so I'm going to actually go with um, yes I'm going to go with Mike Myers in Inglorious Bastards. Ah, yes.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays the German soldier, right? No, no, he plays the, 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 the,
1: Engli- the English general. Ed I'm sorry, Benich. that's right.
0: I'm thinking, I think I was thinking of another movie. Go ahead.
1: So, so, what I love about it, first off, you hadn't seen Mike Myers in how many years? You know? um, Since Austin Howard, out, It's right? Quentin Tarantino movie about World War II and Nazi hunters and. And all, anyways, it's a it's a pretty it's an intense movie, and then to see Mike Myers playing. First off, he's not British, um, but because guy. he has, is known for playing such funny British roles, and his his parents, I guess, are British too. I found that in my research. Um, but it is one that I was like. First off, I love Quentin. Again, it seems to be keep coming up on our list, which is I think something to take yeah. note of is um, the director's appearances and mm-hmm. the. Possibly the you know again what's becoming the art of cameos and using the right people, um, but I, I think again just having that awareness that is it's in a serious role, um, and again he's only one scene, right? Um, and uh, it, a very minor yeah, minor minor character.
0: You're not going to get any pushback on me from whether that's a cameo or not. That is the definition of a cameo. But even though it's in a serious movie, I first when I first saw that, and I mi- I mistake this for the for another movie. But when I first, any time I see him, I just laugh. Like he was in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody as like the record director. Just seeing him in costume, like just reminds me of the Austin Power days. And, and almost short snippets of him are are funnier than even like long term stuff. But, uh, but this is
1: why it's one of my favorites is because yes, it's only just seeing him, and after we hadn't seen him for a while. Uh, he flopped after the Love Guru. Hadn't done shit. Guru. Um, oh, <laughs> and uh, anyways, <laughs> he uh, so he appears at, uh, in the Quentin Tarantino movie, but also he fills the role correctly. It's not that funny. Like if like he's funny because his
0: face yeah, is. Yeah, it's 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 an initial like it's an initial like what the fuck funny, and then after right, that, yeah, he's good. It's
1: a, it's a serious scene, but and there's really not much comedy in it, but but just seeing his face is hilarious, so that's what I liked it, it was on multiple levels, unexpected, you know, it, it worked, Um and, uh, and, and I don't know, it, 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 again, it's hard to get away from comedic actors and cameos, just the cameo association, even if I go in a serious role, it's Mike Myers, you know, it, it and it's just funny. You had to laugh at his face and that yeah. stupid mustache. Um, so anyways, are we getting on at number two? Yeah, we're we're cooking through here, dog. Okay. Uh, okay, what uh, all right, great. What so, do you got?
0: Doug? So you brought up Matt Damon earlier and I was the reason I slowed you down is because my number two is another Matt Damon cameo. Um, as his role as Donnie in in the Euro Trip. Nice, yeah. Do you you remember at the beginning of the movie he's four. he's oh, like four. this so I mean, it took me, I think, I can't remember. I think I was watching it with, like, Tim Slifka, you know. Yeah, I watched it
1: with, like, Cub and Owen and, like, Brian Rochers, I
0: think. And it, we, we rented the movie because we liked Road Trip. And this is kind of, more or less, it's not the same characters, but it's more or less a sequel to Road Trip. And in the opening scene, Euro Tripped, this is, like, a lower-budget movie, the sequel. There's, we're like, how do we know that guy? Because. Matt Damon comes on as like this punk rocker who steals the main character's girlfriend, and he's, she's got a shaved head, he's got a buzzed head, he's got tattoos, he's got piercing, and he's singing punk rock. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty yeah. doesn't know, and just bullying. As as people still sing. Like, yeah, so so memorable, um, and it just thought it was just like, okay, this is a low budget film. How the hell is the one of the top five actors in the world? You know, dressed up as a clown—not a clown—dressed up as a punk rocker, even starring in this movie. I did a little bit of research because I just kind of wondered. He was over filming a terrible movie, *Brothers Grimm*, in Prague, and yeah, a couple of the right. buddy, a couple of his buddies from uh, that he used to live with were the writers. That's on... Him and
1: Heath, right? Heath Ledger.
0: I can't remember exactly. It was *Brothers just...
1: Grimm*. I'm pretty sure it was not Heath Ledger. Okay,
0: it was one that I wanted to forget. That's how bad it was. But, but so yeah, they were both filming in Prague and he goes, Hey, you know, I'm in town. They had dinner. He's like, Hey, you want to come on set and just film this? And yeah. And so that's, that's how Matt Damon ended up. And he's just so funny. He's just so intense and just so in the face and bullying of this little kid and just completely different from like the wholesome, wholesome look that Matt Damon had up until that point. And sure. it took it took us a couple times or it took us a minute or two to realize like who it was just like. The internet was still... I think this movie came out in 2004. The internet was still... It wasn't what today. There was no IMDB. So, it was like... We had to, like, just self-verify that it was him. And it, it turned to, It was. And he was just so funny. Every time I watch that movie again,
1: that that is
0: one of the funniest parts.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and also... So, he... Um, I, uh, in the cameo role, I think there's a level of self-awareness, too. You hit on it. He was kind of like a preppy boy... You know, like what talented Mr. Ripley yeah. and yeah, like, like kind of like a, a more serious, like well put together actor, yeah,
0: rounders, and
1: yeah, and even yeah, even so that's, that's a part of a great cameo is self awareness, yeah, yeah, he's got it. I mean, there's that when I was looking up a bunch of when I was looking through the lists, I saw him in more than a few roles, um, Me too. which again. We can, Which is why I initially mentioned him as a, a cameo actor. Or it, it, having having it, having the ability to be a like a, an effective cameo actor he is a part is. of his artistic chops.
0: I'm going to bring him up a little bit later, too. So why don't we get into your number two and we can kind of continue on the Matt Damon trail later. So uh, my
1: number two... My number two... See, I is why it's my number two it makes me smile even talking about it and that why i'm glad i did research too um is well i was initially going to say al bundy but it's actually ed o'neill in wayne's world uh wow. he plays he plays the donut shop uh manager Makita's donut shop owner manager glenn and Doug, I remember watching that VHS up at the lake in the gatehouse. Wayne's World. Like, this is
0: Wayne's World 1? Yes. Okay.
1: And uh, and like, remember that all the scenes in the donut shop? And like, they're just like a little bit, they're just like, they open up the door. And, like, he's also talking about like murdering his wife. <laughs> <That> <laughs> has like these dark little asides. Well, now, that was one yeah. that I remember as a kid recognizing as like well first off and it goes that Mike Myers just has that crazy awareness too um or maybe not crazy awareness
0: yeah no but to, to your point with Ed O'Neill too at the time much like my Bob Saget he was a one trick pony he was one guy and that was right. and that was uh, married with children Al Bundy
1: and everybody knew him and so when I looked up the roll dog I had to, I I thought as I, I in my head his name is Al Bundy
0: yeah but, I, mean, I, to, I, I
1: was like, oh, his name's Ed O'Neill. That's why I, I was looking before the podcast. I was looking the name up of the, his character. And, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, his name's Ed O'Neill, not Al Bundy.
0: You you go back and watch that. And he's not the only cameo in that movie. I got to no. go back and watch that just to remind myself. Because I forgot he was even in that scene. But yeah. he's, he's he's hilarious. He Married with Children was one, one of my favorite shows of all time. They, they'd always put it back to back with The Simpsons. And I was like, this is... I mean, it's not a cartoon, but it's it's so funny. His, just, mean, he is, Homer, he is just, kind of like Homer Simpson before Homer Simpson, you know?
1: Right. Went, so Wayne's World, you're right, there's a ton of cameos throughout that movie. And I almost, you know, they when I, I get in my research, I'm so seeing a bunch of them. So Mike Myers has this, but yep. uh, it's obviously a music movie. And for me, like, I don't know. It was just a goofball movie, music movie. That, like they have all the alternate endings and yeah. stuff and somehow he's involved anyways
0: it's uh yeah. i'm definitely seeing like common things that we're bringing up tarantino mike myers matt Damon. Yeah. like this. so there is this yeah. is helping us to find that this we're not crazy there is an art to the cameo it's not just like hey you know it's not just like a quick thing there these things are thought about and there's certain people who can pull it off and not so all right what are we on right now? My, Am you're, I wondering? you're going your number one? Though. All right. Dude, we are cruising right now. Yeah, just... no, this, this is not like us. All right. Number one, yeah. again, silly. Um, we've talked about him in, in prior podcasts, and I just no matter how many of these like Internet lists I saw with him on it, I had to include it. It's Ben Stiller in "Happy Gilmore." As, nice, as nice. the nursing home worker, it, yep. he's he's listed as Hal. Never knew his name until I looked it up. Well, I didn't think he had a name, yeah. It's on his name tag, Grandma. Oh, nice, good. <laughs> nice
1: little movie out there. But, oh, yeah, I mean, is- it is just
0: Ben Stiller in that second role that we're talking about. Just macho, bully, like, he, he's, he's running, a, running a nursing home like it's a sweatshop. <laughs> and in every scene, every scene, he's just intimidating Happy Gilmore's grandmother, and it's just so funny. A couple of the highlights I thought was you can when when Happy Gilmore's grandmother asks if she can get a, a glass of warm milk that helps me sleep, he's like, "You can get a glass of shut the hell up." <laughs> trophy there! Like, everything he says is gold in that movie, and yeah, yeah. he doesn't progress the plot wrong in any. He's just, it's just a Ben Stiller showcase uh, of him just trying out that character that we see in Heavyweights, that we see in Dodgeball, and I just, every time I watch Happy Gilmore again, it's it's, the, it's some of the scenes that I like to watch over and over from that movie. And, he, and it's completely away from what's going on with, with golf and shooting with well, the
1: Well, and that's like the... So, Adams, I'm glad you brought up an Adam Sandler movie, because he's, he's one of the best at it, too. Yeah. I mean, he uses... I was seriously considering, like, Steve Buscemi and a couple of roles of Adam Sandler's... Spaghetti. Who's helped, who's helped Steve... Yeah, who's helped Steve Buscemi become, like, more of a... He does that in, like, TV shows and other stuff. Anyways, um, uh, but Adam Sandler is one of those guys who, and I think maybe it's that SNL mentality that he brought into movies. Yeah, good call. Having, like, a, a wide range of people to work with, but also, um, the, the, yet yeah, it's, it, again, the SNL mentality of, of writing with probably a bunch of people, but also, like, you know, it being a goofy enough project that people get. It was at the he was it was at the time of SNL too. Yeah. Like, so, so I mean that's a that's a great choice. I mean Ben Stiller again. Ben Stiller's involved. I feel like he's another great one who mm-hmm. has who has a super awareness or yeah either can't, can choose good cameos or is a good cameo artist himself.
0: Arts and crafts are extended three hours today.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fingers hurt.
0: Oh, um, your fingers hurt? I'm sure we're forgetting yeah. half the lines. Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled the did dude. Any Anybody else's fingers hurt? Mm-hmm. Did, didn't think so.
1: <laughs> I think that's inspired by Phil's, one of Phil's favorite lines of just to demean me growing up. Was, to, one, and in the, huh, surprised you didn't know that. Oh, yeah, one uh, of the many. That's a classic. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: All right. So my first, my dog, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a good big brother if I didn't knock you down a couple pegs every day. Well, now.
1: that's why now I come at you as hard as I. All know. right.
0: So we'll come at me with your number one here. No,
1: I'm not everything. I can. but my <laughs> number one right now, also an Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Uh, Billy Madison, Chris Farley as the bus driver. Bang, boom. Yes, my awesome. absolute favorite. Like, <laughs> absolute, so in all of our podcasts, I can't believe we. Talking about Chris Farley, so little. We, we touched on him once or yeah. twice. Um, but as the bus driver, I don't think he has a name. It's just the bus no, a bus driver. Yeah, bus driver, yeah. I mean, it, the three scenes that he's in are gold. Like, he, like, goddamn, guys driving like, <laughs> 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 He's like, oh, a little treat from the road, just another fine treat, which is, of course, the banana. Yeah.
0: Uh, He's in more than three scenes, but I, it's it's borderline <laughs> cameo. This is the only one I might push back on you, but it's just such a good role that, because he's in it he's in it a lot. He has the scene with that Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of
1: ace. Right, but he's just the bus driver. True, in like, right. Greatest, he doesn't have a name. grand plot of things. Think about how many characters are in that movie, because that's a movie of cameos. Think about it. I think it's an awesome number one choice. Chris Farley,
0: you're right. We don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about it enough. The penguin rubbing him, like,
1: at the end. Uh, uh. (laughs) Also, (laughs) uh, one of the funniest lines, I think, in an Adam Sandler movie ever. Who would eat 28 bags of lunches? And just panned at Chris Farley. Yeah, and just laughing.
0: <laughs> is he supposed to be stoned in that movie, or is he longer, just supposed to be
1: fat? Yes, definitely. Okay. But just mowing on kids' lunches. Was like <laughs> that? that damn Sasquash? Oh my god! It, that's that's my number one. Again, the last two had to be comedy because they just like right. they, they get that reaction. And Chris Farley, this wasn't as much of a reveal but like I, the minor it, it is all right now you're talking now i'm talking myself into calling him a minor
0: role it's borderline but, it, it is we can get into that later but it is a borderline but it's such a good role it's such a good number one uh, But
1: so is, so is so is ben stiller is in multiple scenes he is. He, think it's the same exact thing though. It, it's close
0: it's uh, close and i wouldn't mind you pushing back but um, all right, so let's just quickly, before we get into the second part of the podcast, let's quickly just run through our, our five through ones. I had Bob Saget in Half Baked, Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction as The Wolf, Will Ferrell as my number three as Chaz Reinhold in Wedding Crashers, and my number two, Matt Damon in Eurotrip as Donnie, and then Ben Stiller as How and Happy Gilmore, the, the nursing home worker. And yeah. yours five to one?
1: Mine were uh, Matt Damon in Interstellar as Dr. Mann. Then I had uh, Zach Galifianakis in Into the Wild as Kevin. Then I had uh, Mike Myers as General Ed Fennec in, uh, Fennec? Fennec in uh, Inglourious Bastards. Then I had uh, Ed O'Neill in Wayne's World Seat That's mine, mine's not there. And, uh, and then I had Chris Farley in... Uh, awesome, Billy Madison.
0: So good, it's so
1: good. Yeah, all of them make me are just like, you know, the yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. So I, was I, was there any overlap? Fairly, so you said that you had eight. Was there any overlap that I did I take one at all? Because I didn't have uh, any backups. No, well, I
1: think I think I considered the the Ben Stiller one, but the more I actually went back and watched it, it's not my favorite. Um, the the Will Ferrell one. I mean, in the yeah. Wedding Crashers, Chad's. Ryan Hall and I had to audible because that's just what that is the the wow fact, like the the surprise the reveal just the, mm-hmm. it's so it's perfect.
0: Him and it's Matt Damon flip flopped is my two three, but uh, I, don't know. It, I I don't know I I don't know it could go it could go either way. So, so did, did you, you had a bunch of so because you had eight I think you had a I'm bunch gonna, of audible.
1: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna mention that so I had to audible that one so at least uh, so, two. So what other and, or, or, honorable mentions did you have? So these aren't honorable mentions. This is my auto because honorable okay, mentions. Yep. So cool. we're going to get into honorable mentions. And I'm going to rip through a list just real quick because cool. it was just. Anyways, um, so for I have I wanted to choose a Quentin movie and kind of a serious movie that turned. So Jonah Hill in uh, Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. He is Jonah Hill is one of the guys he plays with. Uh, uh, Don, what's his name, uh, uh, from Miami Vice. They, 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 You've seen the movie, right? Yeah, I've seen Jango
0: Chain. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember yeah, where Jonah you know, Hill was.
1: Jonah, Jonah Hill is one of the guys. So his, his character's name is Randy, bag head number two. They had the whole discussion up on the horses about whether they should oh,
0: yes, yes. bag members yes.
1: and whether they should wear the bags over there. Okay, heads.
0: yes, I and do Jonah remember. Jonah Hill is that yep.
1: guy, I think we all think. That the bags were a nice idea, okay. But maybe just do them next time. Yes. So anyway, it was out of nowhere. First thing, he was skinny. He was playing a Ku Klux Klan member. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, Wait, he's
1: always been one of. Did he a belt with you? Well, no. I
0: mean, it wouldn't. It wasn't in my research. I don't even remember in the movie until you mentioned it. But it makes sense because he's kind of one of Leo's Klingons, you know. So that's yeah. pr- that was probably his into that movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he likes. Him and Quentin, I think, get along too. Um, but then my my other one, which was 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 very close, was Ben Stiller in Cable Guy. Yes. He's on he's he plays uh, Sam and Stan Sweet. So two. Good. He plays two characters, but they're only <laughs> they're only in the TV. They're yeah. Like the uh, there's a murder trial going on. Yeah.
0: On the TV the Hard TV. copy. It's always like in the background. <laughs> he's a sick fuck in that one too. But, he's the
1: director. He directed that movie.
0: He did. Yes. I didn't know that. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, I just thought, first off, like I had to verify that it was Ben Stiller when I first saw it, because I didn't see Cable Guy until I was a little bit older. I'd seen Ace Picture and others, but those were... I, I, I He was hilarious in that, just because he plays this, the two twin brothers yeah. who were in the murder trial, and it's just so... He, he's just hilarious in it, uh, but... But it's also, it's funny that it's just such a side note that Broderick and Gary barely even it's just, they, they
0: Yeah, they don't it. they don't acknowledge it, right. It's just yeah. kind of, uh, just kind of like kind of like a side dish in, in the whole plot of the movie, but so, so, so funny. And I guess yeah. it's kind of relevant because the whole movie's around the cable guy TV and he's just, oh, there's nothing else on TV but him.
1: Right, yeah. So I, and that was, those were my two ones that I was going to audible in. Those are good. Uh, so anyways, I, I really, the research again, I, I really didn't agree with a lot of what people considered cameos.
0: Right. So let's, let's, before we get into that, why don't you run through your honorable mentions and and then we can wow. kind of get into that discussion. So, I
1: mean, I literally, so we only talked about this, what, yesterday the day before. Yeah, we had about, yeah you know, 24 hours, 48 hours to prepare, yeah. So I considered, so I just real quick, because we're not going to focus on a bunch of them, uh, so I think and, all right. Honorable mentions: Bob Barker in uh, Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum, and this is the end. He's at the end. He's Danny McBride's little slave boy. Okay. Uh, Brett Favre, in awesome
0: Sleeve one, Mary. very good. Yep.
1: Um, right. Eminem in the interview with uh, James Franco. Yes. And yep. He like admits he's gay.
0: In rog- and in, uh, like, Seth Rogen's in that, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, Brendan Fraser in G.I. Joe. Okay, I, I don't think I remember that. Exactly, and that's why we'll talk about that in a little while. Okay. It's just a, just Anyways. Dave Matthews in Don't Mess With The Zohan.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. He's in another one, too. He's like... Just go with it, or something like that. When they the one in Africa, he's in that one too. But definitely, Dave Matthews and Adam Sandler got a got a connection for sure. Yep. Keep
1: going. Um, I mean, I just had I had more than a few in the, the the like the uh, Ben Stiller range, like Billy Zane, David Bowie. Uh, he's just like he knows how to rip those in. Yeah. Uh, Phil and I also talked about before the podcast Blink One Eighty Two and American Pie just to throw a throw band in there just for some space.
0: I remember that. Were they considered, remind me, were they considered Blink-182 or are they like posing as another band within?
1: They don't say it. They're just like up in an attic somewhere. I, I don't even know if they're supposed to be just like a high school band or. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, uh, and then, uh, let's see, um, uh, uh, Dan Marino and Ace Ventura.
0: Though I would I would say that he's a minor role in that I wouldn't I don't know if I do if I consider him a cameo he's in that movie a lot and a part in a major part of the last part the last scene
1: and also one of the arguable favorites Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber
0: yeah so I get in I I've I've got that listed here too. I didn't necessarily do an honorable mention, but I do have this uh, list that I want to run through after you're done, of course.
1: Honestly, just the the last quick one. I mean, we'll we'll end up talking about a few of them as we go through, Um, but uh, um, uh, let's see here. So reoccurring reoccurring cameos, such as the Farmer Frank character from Waterboy, who's also in uh, Joe Dirt. Yep. So, those guys using the same characters as well as, like, the Rob Schneider, you can do it guy. Yep. You can do it. So, those are just, like, classics that when I was, like, no one really talks about those as cameos. But so when I was, like, looking up greatest cameos of all time, everyone is, again, talking about Neil Patrick Harris and Harold Kumar. Yeah. Or, or Which, again, so, Phil and I discussed beforehand um, what we were, again, considering. Right. As, as, so, why
0: don't we get in?
1: Last one I had was uh, Marilyn Manson in in, um, Jawbreaker, but anyways. Wasn't he going
0: out with Rose McGowan at the time?
1: He was, yeah, exactly. But so, anyways, I laid out purpose. Go ahead. um, um, Actually, before I get into that, did you have some honorable mentions you wanted?
0: I didn't have any honorable mentions, but I did some research. I think I mean Chris Farley is such a good one. I'm still not over your number one because it's so, so good. But I did have. I did in my research have this exercise that I think is going to help us get to a little bit more, at least for the listener and ourselves, a little bit more definition around what we consider a cameo. So this okay. is going to, this is kind of an exercise. I'm going to do. I'm going to list you six roles in in a movie, and then another six. The first six I think are pretty easy. We can we both probably have the same understanding of whether it's a cameo or not. And the next six are a little bit up for interpretation. As I run through these, I'm just going to ask you to just give me one-word answers—just a yes or a no. If you think it's a cameo, you say yes. If, you, if it's not, then no, obviously. And then after I run through the whole list, then we can kind of go back and talk about them a little bit. But want this to kind of just be like boom, 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 just right yeah. off the cusp. Yeah. These are all movies yeah. I'm pretty sure you've seen. So, okay. um, so why don't we start with uh, an easy one? Last bance, or I'm sorry, last Lance Bass. Let's start this over. Lance Bass in Tropic Thunder. Yes, of course. Lance Armstrong in Dodgeball. Yes. Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. No. Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar.
1: Yes, Harold Kumar won.
0: One. Yes. yes, he's a, he okay? Tom Cruise and Austin Powers three in the trailer. Yes. John Hamm in Bridesmaids. He's, John Don, he's, he's Don Draper in Bridesmaids. No. no. Okay. So you and I agreed on five of the six of those. Those were, I, I, were the easiest ones. The, the one that we didn't was Neil Patrick Harris. I thought he was a minor character in Harold and Kumar. All right. right. Moving, moving on the bottom half here. Actually, I, as I count these up, I think I have seven. They're a little bit tougher, but again, yes or no answers, and we'll just go right through these. Cam Cam Neely in Dumb and Dumber as Seabass Yes Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea No Chris Farley in Dirty Work Yes (laughs) Okay Matt Damon in Saving Private Ryan He is Private Ryan Yes Okay Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore—that's a yes for yes. you. You'd already said it. Kevin Nealon and Happy Gilmore, yes. Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction, yes. Okay, all right. So let's let's again. We I didn't think we'd agree as on as many in that one as we did. The one that we didn't was Chris Farley in Dirty Work. You said that it was yes. I have him as a no in that one. I think that he's a minor role. I think he's a minor character. <laughs> It's hard to like really have sure a.
1: This character isn't to push things along, it's just a straight up. It's the you can do it character in a way. He's, yeah, but he's he releases this.
0: He releases the skunks he's got. <laughs> the man with half a nose. <laughs> he gets his nose bit off by a psych. Okay, so if I was to tell you Dirty Work, though, who are the three most memorable characters? You go Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang, and then. Chris Farley's the next one after that, or, or is it the is it the love interest in whoever her name is in that? I, I don't know. I guess I guess Chris Farley's probably six or seven down the line. But when you see him when he's at the bar, he's like, at least I didn't get my nose bit off by a you know, side gun. Who's
1: is Norm Macdonald's dad? Like, remember? Oh, like, pops,
0: pops. That's yeah. it's also Artie Lang's dad. <laughs> they find out
1: it's right, both right, their right. dads. Yeah, he's probably above Chris Farley. Okay, alright, so yeah. I think he's a cameo just because of the nature of his character.
0: Okay, he's just coming in here for a couple quick laughs and then he's out. Boom,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Alright, see I think that there's there's no, it's hard to say that there's depth in that character, but I feel like he's got enough of the limelight and he's famous enough at the time where it's like, it's not a Chris Farley movie, but they might have put him on a couple of posters to sell that movie. You know, like. So.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, minor roles can be memorable in the funniest parts, or or cameos, or something like. Because that's what when we think back to. (sighs) Chaz Reinhold is now part of Wedding Crashers. Okay, all
0: right, fair, yeah, but but they would never put him on the movie bill because he's like the surprise reveal at the end. Sure. Chris Farley's in the movie throughout the entire movie, just like, in bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah,
1: Netflix, like, sometimes, like, now that they're putting up, like, just the face of the movie, it's not always the cover of the movie. It's just, like, faces of people who are in the movie, and I think they they get that wrong sometimes. Yeah, like, me too. The, the Tom Hardy's face on Peaky, Bl- Peaky Blind yeah. is, uh, even though he's not into, like, third season. Anyways, so, quick one that pops into my head, uh, and also the nature of... Uh, cameos is that, so Neil Patrick Harris, we disagreed on that with Harold Kumar, right?
0: Yeah, I thought that he was a minor role in that because it's of...
1: all about the reveal, though. It's all about... Alright, I mean, good point. He hadn't done shit since... He hadn't done anything since Doogie Howser. Good point. Alright, good point. This but, is the first time we're seeing Neil Patrick Harris as an adult. This is the first time Bob Saget is outside of Full House. This is the first time Doogie Hauser is outside of... Of Doogie very NPH becomes NPH. And then he goes on to have an awesome career. But so the reason all right, so I'm gonna ask you a question in just a sec. Alright, real quick, is is Will Farrell I know this isn't a movie, is Will Farrell a cameo in Eastbound and Down as Ashley Schaefer? No, he's not. See I, right, but uh, right now But back, that's it but that's
0: a that's a show though. That's it's different okay, when okay,
1: it's okay, but I'm just saying I'm just saying so I think off the bat they just meant to have him like in one or two, but then he became a reoccurring character. Whereas Mdh is in the first one and he's he's not in it for he, although he's in multiple scenes for a little bit, he's really not in. I watched it recently. The movie doesn't hold up, by the way. It is like it doesn't hold up as well. Anyways. Um, okay so the other, a, the other one I kind of toiled with was Matt Damon and well, he's MPH is in the second one more so and I wouldn't consider him okay no I'm strictly uh, talking about the first one and I still think he has a minor role in the first well, one well that's why I'm bringing up cameos like like reoccurring characters can be cameos and then turn into characters
0: okay in sequels yeah right. so the, the, the other one you, you right I agree but i think we still disagree on nph i just we can't i wish we had someone else on here to kind of like walk us through both of our arguments and why we almost like a mediator to say like you know why we think each one is the way it is and not to say who's right i don't think there is a right it's up it's up for interpretation but i'd like to hear you know hopefully if someone listens to this anyone please anyone that that they um you know, if someone listens to this, they'll, they'll kind of be like that third option as far as what NPH was, and the other one that you, you hesitated was on was Matt Damon and Saving Private Ryan. But are we always aware that no, he we don't realize it's Matt Matt Damon until the end,
1: right? Right, and and I compared it to Interstellar. My choice, yeah. Interstellar. Talking about that, I think kind of got me quite literally the same thing. Yeah, same occurrence of there's same process of a cameo okay
0: you know? all right well I thought that exercise would help a little bit more but we agree a lot on a lot of things so what, mm. what else what else do you have as far as you know getting further into defining what we think a cameo is
1: uh, well you know I have some questions for you as well that I think are more elaborative um, that cause you to more so I'm gonna save those for a minute but I, again what a cameo I think we've done a pretty good job so for us so what we found online again which our research is half the fun of doing these podcasts I think
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know uh and looking through people's lists we just didn't totally agree with every every choice of like again Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder or uh you know I also almost uh, hesitated with Christopher Walken but he's definitely only in that one scene in Pulp Fiction Mm -hmm. um but anyways uh um
0: Did did you say that Christopher? I'm sorry, did you say that Christopher Walken was or
1: was not a cameo in that movie? He is. um, But even though, like, you know, he has some screen time, and, like, it's, like, arguable is, like, Zeke, you know, is Z, Z, Zed, who, you know, uh, molests, rapes. Yeah. uh, Vin Rains. Yeah. Like, is that the the guy who is in The Mask? You know, he's in Jim Carrey. Is that a, a cameo? No, it's like that's just another actor. True. Um, where I think it was a big deal that Walken was on screen, especially as you know, coming from Deer Hunter and and, and some of his films like being a uh, being a, a soldier um, and giving him the watch that was that was up his ass. I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, it's a it's a memorable scene, but I think definitely a
0: cameo. Okay. All right. So so what other questions you got for me, help me.
1: Well shoot. Um, so all right. So some of these are quick. art. Right, so. What, so I think part of being a cameo is in, in ch- someone who's they, – they, uh, being chosen as a cameo artist is like you're an athlete, you're a musician, mm-hmm. you're a grade A, uh, 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 or an A-list celebrity, a politician, someone in the public light, right? Yeah. Okay. So this, this is gonna, – you're going to have to be reacting here. Your, your top athlete cameo in a movie.
0: Oh boy, have you seen? Uh, just off the top of my head, you wouldn't consider Kevin Garnett and Uncut Gems yeah. as a cameo, right? He's a he's a he's a character. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Okay, because he's really good in that, and it's he's kind of like one of those borderlines. But a top, so I really liked. Uh, <laughs> I liked Cam Neely and Dumb and Dumber as sea bass. Yeah. Like, yeah. are they supposed to be athletes in the movie, or just like athletes yeah. coming into it? No, just so, like. like this. And Roger, Roger Clemens was in Kingpin, too, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, exactly. both Both fairly brother movies, but both of those guys... And both of them are Boston sports athletes, too, so of course I'm going to gravitate towards those, but I would say those are my two. Seabass, yeah. Cam Neely is Seabass, and then Roger Clemens is like that bar thug in Kingpin.
1: My, mine's got to be Dan Marino and Ace Ventura. Yeah. Um, yes. That's... <laughs> Indeed, it, it, so is that, Cam Neely?
0: Yes. Uh, it's, it's definitely borderline, but yeah, he... he for like thirty minutes at time, the last thirty minutes of the movie, he's in every other scene. But okay, what's his line to, to Ace? Uh,
1: you're a weird guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jimmy Scoops, James Bond, always say that to each other. Um, okay, so that's, a good that's one. your your top athlete. Yeah. Uh, Do so your top? What is your top favorite musician cameo? So. For instance, in this probably Zoom years, Alice Cooper is in Wayne's world real quick. Same with <sighs> Yeah, okay. Know. Oh man. As I mentioned, Marilyn Manson is in Jawbreaker.
0: Yep. I I'm thinking about Flea and the Great in the in the Big Lebowski. Um yeah, we we mentioned Dave Matthews, but um let me think. Um yeah, what, do you have one? What, why, don't, why don't I think about this? Do you have I one? My those,
1: I, think, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a... When I was, the kid, I was a kid, obviously, you know, I was a Marilyn Manson fan. He snuck me... One year for Christmas, Phil snuck me a
0: Marilyn Manson live oh, yeah.
1: CD, which I still listen to to this day. And I still haven't told yeah. mom,
0: so... Well, I did, so... <laughs> <Good> job, <laughs>
1: they supported it. But uh, anyways, so I was like a Marilyn Manson little, little kid that I just loved it. And then seeing him... You know, seeing him acting, uh, I, it was just one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I could just uh, anything he like. He, that's the the power of a cameo. Like just seeing him, and uh, I like being an impressionable little kid. I was like, like man, oh, man's
0: so cool. I've got one. Uh, how about David Bowie is the judge in? I think he's is in Zoolander, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like. I, I thought that that was hilarious. So David but, Bowie's yeah. also a minor role slash cameo in um, the Prestige as well.
1: Hell yeah, Doug. That was on my list of uh, honorable mentions here, that I didn't quite bring
0: up. Yeah, I, l- I liked him in that. So David Bowie in either one of those roles, just because I've yeah. had no time to think about it, but that's that's it.
1: I think Bo- putting Bowie as Tesla is kind of a cool comparison, because they're both geniuses in their own way, yeah. and uh, misunderstood uh, anyways. So I'm, like, I'm liking
0: my choice better and better now that you explain why. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I'm a, I am a Bowie fan. Um, so. Okay, so your favorite. So we all agree that, or we all, you and I both agree that there's also movies that are full of cameos. Yeah. Like Austin Powers or uh, some of the you know Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. What was what is your favorite cameo movie? So like I wouldn't consider Interstellar a cameo. All right.
0: When you yeah. first when you first asked this question. I thought, immediately I thought Austin Powers 3, when at the end, or just throughout the whole movie, there's like little cameos here and there, but at the end, particularly when they're doing like the remake of Austin Powers' story, they have Tom Cruise, they have like Gwyneth Pouch. they've got like every A-list celebrity yeah, from it. Danny, Danny DeVito. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Rob Lowe, I think, is is back into the third one after he got killed. Anyways, so I thought it was that one at first, but now that I think about it, and even though I hated this movie, the the cameo scene is un, unbeaten. Anchorman Two, when they have the yeah. the square yeah, off they, they,
1: they, in Anchorman One
0: and Two, they they do it in both movies. So yeah, I guess either one, either one. Anchorman One or the reason I chose yeah, Anchorman my
1: favorite cameo movie.
0: So Anchorman, Anch, the Anchorman series, Anchorman One and Two. So the first one they have the fight, I think like Tim Robbins and yeah. It's in two as well. Jim Carrey comes into the second one. I'm asking you to choose one movie. Okay, fine. Anchorman one, because it's just a better movie. And, a and And you could almost say that Vince Vaughn is 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 a, a cameo in that one too. Because well, same with Tim Robbins. Tim and, Robbins, right? Like all the other news character, all the other news
1: characters. I'm glad you brought that up because that might be the one of the best cameo scenes of all time. I think uh, that that's a great choice. I was between that and. Uh, Still, Billy Madison. Uh, yeah, that's that's my number one choice for the, it's a, for uh, Chris Farley's, you know, the, the, his bus driver role. I think Billy Madison just still continues to make me
0: laugh. And, and you go back into that movie, and there's other actors that went on to have careers that are funny. So you've seen Get Out, the uh, K and yeah, movie. of course. Yeah. That father from that is Eric, the the guy with the weaselly laugh. Yeah, nice call. Um, there's just crazy Carl is is like in a bunch of other like you know serious roles later, but it, it's it is it's 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 tops, and and they're using Norm Norm McDonald's in that like yeah
1: yeah yep. So that's one of my favorites. Uh, moving on uh, because I know we're probably close to the hour mark. Yeah, doesn't matter. We got questions, dog. We're gonna All right, do let's
0: it. go. Let's go through.
1: But we're doing quick. Uh, so most shameful cameo. So this is why. Just to give you. No, no. Go ahead. You go. Most no, no, no. i like a little
0: most shameful care cameo.
1: Or yes, most shameful or or least effective cameo. Like they swung for it and it didn't hit.
0: All right. If you have an answer, give me a second to think about Brendan this. Brendan
1: Fraser and GI Joe. The guy, the poor guy, can't get he can't get work. Uh, and I consider it a cameo, like he's you know. Yeah. He was, such- he was big. He was, a, he was, a, he was an A-list celebrity. George of
0: the Jungle. Bedazzle.
1: Dad and I went inside GI Joe, the first new GI Joe movies in theaters. Yeah. And 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 he's like not even like a general. He's like a minor guy training like underground. And I was like, Dad, and I were watching. I was like, Is that Brendan Fraser? Uh, and and it's just like, and Dad's like, I had to look it up. I think when I got home, and and was, he's in it, and and barely has lines. He's like, All right, guys, keep up the good work, stuff, something like that. And uh, just like, it's so sad. It. it was just kind of is like I don't know if they put him in there to be like oh, that's Brendan Fraser, or <laughs> if it was just him, like, really needing...
0: Yeah, did he get paid? Like, you wonder, did he even get paid in that movie? Because it's just... He's, he was also in a, a Season of the Affair. He was doing it for
1: the publicity, which, uh, you, like, you had to, like, analyze the movie to actually see.
0: Yeah. So, shameless movie. All right. This, this one's got me stumped, but... Um... Yeah, but let's come back to this one just,
1: just okay. because... Uh, so I still have some. So okay, who yeah. is the best cameo actor of all time? Okay. So
0: okay. I, th- I, think, I think it was easy. I mean, it's no... This isn't going to be a shocking reveal, but I think because he was my number one, you mentioned in, in, in Cable Guy, I think it's Ben Stiller. He's in Anchorman. We've brought him up time and time again. I mean, the only other guys we can think of is, is Mike Myers is pretty good when he does his cameos. And uh, Matt Damon, we mentioned a lot, but I- I'm gonna go Ben Stiller,
1: you know. What, and the, my answers to this it's kind of a shame neither of them made my list. Um, Bill Murray or um, or Christopher Walken is a good one, but uh, either Bill Murray, Steve Buscemi, or Walken, okay, or nice. But I think Bill Murray's my number right, is the best because he could do serious or comedic, um, and also. You know there's this whole documentary about him like showing up at parties like it like and just like kind of taking over like and people like he'll go behind the bar at somewhere and just like start pouring shots into yeah people, like, people order beer like like that's almost like so this leads kind of to my next question because you've already said when you were most. When when you were most surprised, I think it was by Will Ferrell, maybe or
0: yeah, that, that reveal was most shocking to me. Yeah, that would so my is,
1: answer. That was definitely one of my questions. Um, so this is I, 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 this is a shower thought question I had, and so Phil and I have been lucky enough throughout our life to run into a couple celebrities here and there. And <laughs> yeah. in, oh in god! In the story, in the story of Phil Daly,
0: uh, what is the best celebrity cameo? So
1: I have, I have a couple ideas for you um, but I want to see if you can do this on your meals.
0: Like the best celebrity that I just randomly ran, run into.
1: So we're watching the, the boyhood movie in starring Phil Daly and uh, like there's a cameo and I can think of a couple of instances of okay. celebrities. Have entered your life. So, what? What's the best cameo in the in the life of Phil?
0: The one that I was most shocked about, and this was, I'd say, this is back in like 2008, at the peak of her powers. I'm in the bar. I'm in a bar with Kevin McCormick and Gideon Todd, lifelong friends. We step outside the bar, and there's Paris Hilton, who was dating the guy from Good Charlotte at the time. Paris Hilton, for those who are younger listening to this, you don't understand how big of a celebrity she was in, like, the dawn of the internet era with the, in, in the reality TV shows. Ran into her, and this is before the paparazzi caught up to her in New York City and talked to her for a solid five minutes. Kevin had the ball. I, I can't say I walked up to her, but Kevin had the balls to walk up to her. And it was just... We were just in shock the entire time because... Not because we liked her so much, but because we didn't. Like, I didn't really like her shows. I thought they were kind of, like, trash, but... To see that she had some sort of depth, and to see her in her element in New York City. Then later, we just saw her getting hounded by the paparazzi. That one was probably just off the top of my head. Why? Which one did so, you have for me?
1: I have three for you. That like I'll just my all right. So my personal number one, which we actually share. Oh yeah, is, I love it. Exactly. So I see it's just, so Phil. I, who is there? Me, you, Peggy. Eddie. Ed Daly. Yeah, Pags was there, too. Pags. uh, Uh, Terry. uh Terry. I don't think Putt made that
0: one. No, I think we met Putt later in the city, in Boston.
1: Um, So anyways, we're in Providence, Rhode Island. Worcester.
0: Worcester, Massachusetts.
1: Worcester, excuse me, thank you, dog. We're in Worcester, Massachusetts, um, going to see the Electronic Artist Cascade. We, you know, get a hotel. We dress up beforehand. Or did we get a hotel? I can't remember. We did.
0: We got a hotel, yep. I can't even
1: remember. So but we're coming anyway, out of so we, we're
0: coming out of the Cascade.
1: Concept. So we, we no, but you gotta give context. We go to the show, which was kind of disappointing, but we had all dressed up in rave gear beforehand. So I was wearing a purple tie heart shirt with white capris and uh, <laughs> and uh, ski goggles. We
0: so. all looked, You looked ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we, all, we looked all looked ridiculous. You you we the looked most all
1: so, looked yeah. ridiculous. We're all a little bit in our cups, a little fucked up.
0: Front show. row, hammer drunk.
1: A little ham, ham drunk and uh, walking the streets looking for a bar. Worcester was just empty in that part. We could not find a bar. We're walking along the streets, and all of a sudden we see this guy getting cursed out outside of a bar. And we're saying, oh, shit, what's going on here? And us being curious gentleman. We walk past, and it's Jose Canseco being <laughs> chewed out for being a rat uh, for the steroid scandal. And we say, as a whole group, we go... Oh, Jose! You are my Pharaoh! <laughs> I was like, dude, I watched you on the socks! Yeah. Like, so, this is a group of, of all of us hooligans, the jerks, uh, who had just come out of a concert. Oh and we my would just, God. you know, walk along the street and who inserts their self? So, nah, no, wait, Let me rephrase that. He doesn't insert himself. First off, we insert ourselves into his life. We—he's getting chewed out by this guy, and we—and he. So he walks out of the bar. And he's first off with this haggard lady. His skin—his skin looks like a leather couch. And then it's all of us bouncing essentially around him, yeah. saying how much we love this. We love you, Jose. He is annoyed as shit with us, so, and we walk him to his what? Eventually, his Kia the road. And we arrive at his Kia Sorrento that he says, thanks, God, is, gets in his car and drives away. Oh man.
0: Maybe so one that, of the greatest. That, that
1: has to be my number one, too. I didn't get is, to prepare, but
0: that that was so well, that is, funny. Is, I think that, my number one, too. It's just a great setup. So that, had, that, that had to be. the So Jose Canseco, for anyone who's listening, doesn't know who he was. He was maybe the best player in baseball at one point. In fact, I think for the A's, he was the AL MVP at one point. Major juice head, major stair and slow steroid head, and just slowly on his downfall. I think we might have seen him at his actual rock bottom.
1: That like, was bottom. <laughs> He's getting so filled. We looked up what he was doing in Worcester, Mass, and he was playing for the Worcester River Rats. He was a player coach getting paid like 1200 a month. So yeah. That. yeah, like it was grim, yeah. but it was a great cameo in our lives. That's a Once great those, story. One other one that, I, that we had, we were out at Foxwoods. Just to, real quick, that was the big one. Mm-hmm. Foxwoods Casinos, us and the boys are out. I just lost a ton of money, me and Phil are there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're drinking in the bar, and we look to our right, and big baby Glenn Davis, Glenn Davis. Was there. and he, there. And he, he was,
0: there was no hiding him. him. He's 6'9", 270. He's huge.
1: He gets up, starts dancing, starts playing. Partying with the crowd, so that that was a fun one. Oh, man. One I one wasn't there for that, I didn't know if you were going to catch on to was when Phil was in college, he ran into Justin Long at some party. Oh uh, yeah, tour. no, he was
0: at the he was at our college bar. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And from what I remember from your stories, I don't think you guys treated him so well.
0: And we were, they could have been. He, I don't think we exactly knew who he was. We thought he was kind of entitled, and he was currently doing those. I remember the um, I iMac, Mac versus PC campaign, where it was like this goofy guy as PC, and then he was like the cool guy doing uh, Apple. So he was kind of smug as as the Apple guy. He was just like, oh, I'm so cool. I think he had done like a movie about college where like it was called Accepted. It was just kind of like really bullshit in your face. So since then, he's had a better career, and I kind of regret not, I guess, uh, to put it nicely, I was heckling. What
1: I picture and what I think is so great is in dodgeball, he is kind of a little bitch, and he is going after the cheerleading squad, and kind of gets harassed by uh, some of the the guys in his his high school. And for some, I just kind of pictured the uh, the old (laughs) doghouse, you know, hassling Justin Long at the
0: bar. Yeah, regrettable, Justin Long. If you're listening, I, I truly apologize. I, I should have treated you better, but just didn't love yeah, that Apple campaign. True. Not not your fault. It was it was the writers on the Apple Apple. I, I chose the Jose
1: Canseco one. If you, you weren't going to my Audible, as, as if my story were one, it would be one involving music. A lot so that I still knows. I've got the benefit of meeting a couple of artists, but I think. To, uh, and being on stage, even or actually, I think my my best my probably my 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 best cameo would be meeting Modest Yahoo and being back Very cool. in college and actually having to fake that I was Jewish to get in the Shabbat house to make up a fake uh, 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 bar mitzvah. Yeah, number. just
0: just you got you had long enough hair and a long enough beard at the time where you yeah, could have had passed.
1: The curls, I had the fro and the curls. Yeah. So all right, so that those are my. Awesome. Final question. Final question I have. Okay. here. So I think cameos are underrated. They're 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 uh, like a big part of our 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 movie culture, uh, and they've they've grown. I think since the '90s, and they you know I think they've seen their efficacy in not only comedy but serious roles as well, and the power of an unleash or a reveal. Yep. Um, why do you think? cameos are worth spending an hour talking about and why why are we why do we think they're funny why are
0: they so effective so I, that was my last question too why are cameos used as, in comedies more than anything and why are they so effective it's it's hard to, i in our research it's hard to find any information out there on why they're why they work like why why did this become a thing and why are they consistently used and why aren't they recognized more Right, I think it's it's the same. I think it comes from the same gene that we have that thinks impressions are funny. You know, it's 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 someone out of place, or it's it's some version of someone out of place that you're seeing them in a different light when you're not expecting it. It, it, You can almost you can almost go back and or or like when we're little babies, when you do the peekaboo thing to, to like a little baby. It's that sure. element of surprise. It's that element of playfulness that a cameo brings to a role that just makes you lighten up. A, even if you're watching a serious movie or a comedy, it takes it to that next level where it just provides a little bit of lightheartedness that just works on all levels. So I, why, I, think, I think the lightheartedness of the surprise element is the reason why people use it. And the fact that it it is lighthearted is why it's using comedy. So, what did you think?
1: I, I the, you, you worded it very well. I it, the lightheartedness it makes when I'm talking about Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy, I'm laughing. When we're talking about Chris Farley being the bus driver, I'm <laughs> a smiling. It makes like not only the reveal, but you're right, the out of placeness but just the the short and sweetness of it. It's just it's quick. Usually, and it's and it's effective because it's quick and because it's and so recognizable. Well, most of the artists we talked about, we're hoping most of the uh, people listening know about, it, and that's why it's effective. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also effective. I touched on the element of self-awareness and how we appreciate that artists. What um, you're touching on, how they're in our research, we discovered cameos really aren't like everyone had the same top ones, and we didn't even agree that they yeah. were cameras. Um. So I honestly didn't get inspired by my research for any of my picks. I thought back into my movie memory and chose ones that I really had experiences. With. I did too.
0: Four of my five, I didn't. Four of my five, I had written down before I even opened an internet browser window.
1: So one thing, quick, that I don't think we we we're and we're not gonna get into because it's not really that important. But again, that self awareness and and talking about Tom Cruise and the efficacy the efficacy and how what it speaks about the specific artist who does it, yeah. not only their self-awareness, but their acting chops. <clears throat> I think people like Tom Cruise may even do that to further gain your love because they're like that Tug Speedman character who they have no one in their life to love, So and they know the public thinks they're kind of crazy. Yeah. So they're even going to go along with that mm-hmm. in order to further either get your love for like say I'm cool, I'm an actor, like whatever. That's right. not something you really need to get into or wanted to get into, but that's something that just popped up from my head towards the end. Right. Um, the effectiveness of cameos. I think that's what was so cool. Phil and I came up with different lists to talk about. In this one, the cameo one, we both kind of knew we were going to enjoy it because it's mostly comedy. Um, but yeah, getting into it and actually looking at it as the art of the cameo,
0: Right. When I think when we first came up with that topic, like, I don't think that we thought that it was something art. We thought that this would just be a quick grab bag. Let's, you know, let's do a 20 minute podcast for like an hour 20 now. And, and let's, you know, let's just quickly shoot one out. The more you look into it, the more you realize how it makes you feel. There is a little bit more depth and art to it. And I mean, it's it's always going to work, I feel like, in movies and shows, and and I, Doug, I love the fact that you brought it up in our lives as well, like little certain blips, people who are just passing by, whether they're famous or not, you're just going to always remember stuff like that, and it's just part of the human element or human nature that really translates well to these shows and movies.
1: Absolutely, and it's becoming, I mean, I know we're just the jerks in the fourth room, we're talking about art and depth and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, but
0: We don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like talking about it.
1: But you know what? We're supporting the idea that comedy and comics, there's more to them than just being funny. Like, I think that, like, they're they're, there. This is something to discuss when discussing people's acting chops, ability, and, and, um, uh, 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 the diversity not diversity in acting, but um Depth. Yeah. Their depth, yeah, yeah. really. Um so anyways, I cool. thought it was an awesome topic. Me too, uh, uh, yeah. I really enjoy, again, I've just enjoyed it. And thanks to everyone who's been listening. It's been fun not only getting everyone's feedback, but um but hopefully, you know, we, we take your, your thoughts into account. We we shout out people and, and if you if again if we miss stuff or if you have this is sparking great conversations in our personal lives too. So yeah, if you you know if you have your own lists, give them to us. You know
0: yeah, no appreciate everyone too. We just do this for fun. I we do this mainly for ourselves. So if anyone else is even getting the slightest bit of you know joy out of this, then awesome. And and dog, uh, hopefully give give Mookie a pet for me while wait, wait, he's there.
1: Yeah, there's no cameo by Mook today. Yeah, he's too bad. So, I, I, I ran pretty good, just so he wouldn't interrupt too much. But uh, you know he's he's by my side Burr, when I when you know we're 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 doing all this. So all although right. we're not the uh, the three dogs in the movie podcast anymore, you, you can yeah we'll, make, we'll
0: we'll still hear from Mookie.
1: He'll he'll make a cameo every now and
0: then. All right, man. Well, stay safe. All right.
1: All right, peace home.
0: All right, dog.